a Kingsman agent. Like a spy. Of sorts. All right. My point is that the lack of a silver spoon has set you on a certain path, but you needn't stay on it. What do you see? Someone wants to know what the fuck is going on. Welcome to Cocktail Cinema. I am one of your hosts, Josh Price, your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author. I am here with Fozzy Bear. Why, hello there, Joshua. Hello there, Shasticles. What's up, what's up, what's up? Let's do it. Welcome to the show, everybody. This week, we're having a little bit of fun. We are discussing the movie Kingsman, The Secret Service. What the fuck we are? And in honor of that film... Actually, more in honor of the fact that they drink brandy later on. We're having some brandy Manhattans. Hmm. What we got in this one, Josh? All right. So this drink it is, is... It is red. It is very red. <laughs> it is very red. It's had some time to meld with the cherries. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I like when you, when you let a Manhattan rest. So in this Manhattan, we have two ounces of brandy. Today, we're working with Christian Brothers. Half an ounce of sweet vermouth. I mixed up the bitters a little bit today. We did a little bit of cherry bitters and a little bit of chocolate bitters. Ooh, depth. Yeah. And then uh, to sweeten it up, I have a little bit of uh, cherry syrup instead of simple syrup and two cherries on top. Okay. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Salud. These are the Kingsman. <sighs> Boozy. Yeah, strong, but yeah, not that's bad. Good. That's, that's good. Nice. That's really nice. Yeah, that brandy's really nice. mellow. That's real nice. It's not like you know we, uh, Josh. We always go back and forth about using the uh, cheapest components mm-hmm. a lot of the times because modern modern man's hustle. You have to kind of keep things to a minimum sometimes. Yeah. So, Christian Brothers, let's go over price points on some of this stuff. So, Christian Brothers, um, it's a what you would call a mid-range uh, brandy or liquor, and uh, you can get a about a liter, liter and a half for. 10, 15 bucks usually. And then the vermouth will, if you get a small bottle, you can usually get that for about, you know, seven to $10. The bitters, uh, you know, a, a bottle will run you seven bucks, but it'll last you forever. Forever, yeah. Yeah, you only use a little bit of that. Dash here, dash there. Yeah, and then, I mean, you can you can throw a party, uh, a Manhattan party, and you can probably make 20 drinks on 30-ish dollars. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Know? You. you know what this... What sets us apart, and I can taste it already, is the the chocolate bitters you put mm-hmm. in there. I mean, the cherry is already prevalent, but the mm-hmm. chocolate bitters uh, it's got it's it's spicy. It's like yeah. a, it's like straight cocoa kind of taste, you know. So I, sh- I should point out, it's not just chocolate bitters. So it's Aztec chocolate bitters. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of spice to it, and that's Warrior. what you're picking up. Okay. Yeah. So the difference between like an Aztec bitter and a regular chocolate bitter is there's there's typically a little bit of heat. Not not noticeable heat. It's at the back end. For yeah, sure. it's like that almost that chipotle kind of, of flavor. So it, it gives it a little. It's it's not a sweet cocoa. It's it's more of a spiced cocoa, like a, a true cocoa. Yeah. Plant. Like yeah. A true cacao. A cacao. Yeah. A cacao. Cacao. And Is like that raw. That raw. <laughs> like if, if, if you're not a if you're not a we've said this before about like old fashions. Like if you're not a fan of like just drinking straight brown liquor. Yeah. A Manhattan's a good way to go. Sure. Like if you, if, like Greg said, we're using some pretty basic ingredients here, but mm-hmm. if you balance them properly, you can make a really solid drink. And I mean, these are totally sippable. You know, you can. Hundred percent. You it's can not always about. Fire, yeah. It's not always about adding uh, dollar amounts to your mm-hmm. glass. Sometimes just being uh, good with your, um, your your pours, your right, your segments of the drink. Well, solid choice, Josh. And and 
you know, for, for those of you who do, who do kind of write these recipes down, these are these are good recipes to pull out when, when you're having guests. You know, they're they're cheap. Well, Josh, you, you should know I don't pull out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. His couch does, but he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> and neither does the Kingsman. Yeah, I don't. I, I, well, we should probably pause here just a second and say that, like, <laughs> part of the part of the reason we started this podcast was, you know, we've we've been in the bar industry for a long time, and. People are always asking, you know, what goes into this drink? What makes this drink better than, you know, the way someone else would make it? And, you know, just having some of that knowledge in the back of your head makes you a very valuable party drinker. Makes you my first favorite bartender. But it's also fun. Like, mixology is is a lot of fun. And And if you know what you're doing, you can have a blast. And usually we uh, record on Tuesdays, but this week we're doing a Monday. So... Mm -hmm. Back in when Josh and I used to work together, we had Mixology Mondays. Yes. <laughs> we would just try some random bullshit, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. Sometimes it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Try some stuff out. It's just like yeah. cooking. Get in there, get your hands dirty, and get with it. That's a really good point. Like, the drinks that I bring to the table are the drinks that I've tested, you know? <laughs> I've I've had a lot of misses, Like, and Greg has tasted a few of them. Hey, man. <laughs> I bartended for a lot of years as well. It's all about experimentation, you know? If, if, you, if you like... You know, mixing, and you like making drinks. Just get in there, start, start. You know, tasting stuff. Start, I know, start I know one product. person who loves the mix, Shasti, <laughs> our master <laughs> of the mix, rocking them. <laughs> nice one, what, nice intro there, Blasto. Yeah. I was Thanks, digging guys. that beat. Yeah, that was good, right? So, I've probably stalled long enough. <laughs> Getting into the nuts and bolts of Kingsman. Nuts and bolts. So this movie uh, came out in 2015. It was directed by Matthew Vaughn. And it was based on a series of graphic novels that were written by uh, Mark Miller. Mark Miller, for those of you who are not comic book fans, he is like a big name. This is another one based on comic books? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess, sorry to cut you off. No. I guess the, the, fight, the fight scenes lend, lend that one. I should have known because the fight scenes are impeccable. But yeah, we'll yeah, get to that. No, and and this guy specifically. They're comical. Not in the funny <laughs> sense, but in like, yeah. yeah some of them are, are funny. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, well, no, and this, guy, this guy's had some, had some work that's been made into film before. Like, I'm pretty sure Mark Miller wrote uh, Wanted. So that, hmm. that movie with uh, Angelina Jolie yeah. about like bending bullets, that's somewhat based on one of his products. Okay. He's had a few movies made. So... He's 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 in the comic book world. He's he's kind of a titan. Um, getting back to the film itself, it had a budget of ninety million dollars, and it's lower than I would have expected. Yeah. So I, when I was doing my research, they had I think it, they were given a third of the budget that they gave to the Bond film that came out at the same time, hmm. and they were they were trying to make us like a pseudo Bond movie. Like they they wanted to make the scream of Bond movies. Okay. Um, and they had a really decent turnout. Their box office brought back uh, four hundred fourteen and a half million dollars. Wait, wait a second. You said four hundred fourteen million dollars brought back? Yeah, that was their. Bo- those were their box office numbers. So they made <sighs> over three hundred million dollars in box office. Holy fucking kajibus jeebus! Yeah, wow, as far as as far as numbers go, this yeah, is the highest insane. box office we've covered. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So wow, big blow up. I had no idea. Big time. For good this reason, movie, though. This movie's awesome. This movie had a, a, a great marketing campaign, and it's just a great product in general. Like, it's it's for action fans. It's a good action movie. For comedy fans, good a good comedy movie. And for fans of spy movies, like, you're hitting three major demographics yeah. here. This movie was guaranteed to hit. Well, wow, good on them. Yeah, Mark Miller actually turned down directing one of the X-Men movies to do this. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Days of Future Past that well, he passed well. on to do this. And it was the right move, in my opinion. 
Well, obviously. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, so we should probably get into the cast a little bit because this is a good one. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we do real quick, though, that mm-hmm. yeah. you, you said this this came out kind of when... Uh, uh, What's Bond? The the Bond at that time. I think it was Skyfall that year. Okay. Or it was a. Wait, that sounds. I think right. it might have been. That sounds right. <clears throat> but Go it was ahead. either. What no, was yeah. the one after Skyfall? I can't remember. Right. They're. I don't know. They kind of blend yeah. together. Like after a certain point, you know. So I'll get into the cast, and then we'll, we'll touch on that with with, with Shasi again. Mm-hmm. Um. So we got Count Firth as Harry. Um. He's. You've seen his face a million times, TV and big screen. Yeah. Um, he's done a lot of things. Um. I'm not going to get into too much, but uh, well, also, well, I mean, Colin, you probably know Colin Firth from uh, Diary of Bridget Jones. I was going to say that's the one I didn't want to mention. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you've seen his face before, and he does a great job this movie. And mm-hmm. um, so the star of the show is a uh, Taron Egerton, mm-hmm. Eggsy. Um, he's been in uh, Rocket Man, mm-hmm. um, Elton John, and then also in Sing, where he. Sang, sang an Elton John song. Mm-hmm. He was Robin Hood, legend. Um, we have the uh, the motherfucker himself, Samuel L. Jackson, as Valentine. He's the <laughs> villain in this one. Um, Mark Strong is, uh, as Merlin. He's been in Kick-Ass, um, Green mm-hmm. Lantern, Sherlock Holmes. Um, Sophia Boutia um, as Gazelle, the, uh, the scissor sister herself. <laughs> um, Sophie Cookson as Roxy. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Caine... Um, as Arthur, um, he's been in a lot of stuff as well. Um, he did a lot of Batman's. He was Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Alfred. Alfred, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, and he was in the Italian Job, Inception. Mm-hmm. He's been around. Um, Mark Hamill. Yes, Mark Hamill. I think that Josh is going to point this one out a little bit later, but Mark Hamill. Um, you know him by Luke's Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. um, or the voice of the Joker. There you go. Yeah. And um, Jack Davenport as Lancelot. Um, kind of a short spot for him but he was a villain in the pirates of the caribbean one mm-hmm. um and kind of an anti-hero in the next two yeah uh michelle unwin as as samantha and then the princess the booty hole princess herself hannah hannah if you save the world we can do it in the asshole there you go hannah i'm sorry how to pronounce that last one Alestra, she's a princess. Be careful. I yeah, know, don't I know, right? it's it's a Swedish name. And so I think, I think yeah, yeah. And, and she's not she's not she hasn't done too much in in America, but she has a couple of notable um, films in I think Austria and Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the run through. There's a lot of other casts, obviously, with there's mm-hmm. gangs and stuff like that. We're not going to talk about those chumps. No, we definitely hit the big names. Like Michael Caine is a big draw for this movie, as is Colin Firth, um, and obviously Sam Jackson. But and then you got. Uh, Taron Egerton, who was like just kind of after this movie started with, blowing up with the with the with the the, the get back money wise, what this movie offered, he completely blew up mm-hmm. after this huge name. He's here to stay. Yeah, he, yeah. and he's a great actor. We've we've seen him. So. Good looking dude. Good actor. My my point with Michael Vaughn is just <laughs> how it, like he was inspired by obviously traditional. Spy mm-hmm. movies, but mm-hmm. that'll come up later when we start to, talking about like the correlations between other ones. Yeah, but it's interesting, but yeah, we'll get to that. No, that's that's sure. definitely that's definitely a talking point. Um, let me plow through this yeah, uh, speed this. summary. Oh yeah, like an asshole, and, like an asshole. <laughs> let me. All right, I'm gonna go save the world. If you save the world, we can do it in the asshole. Hmm, princess, <laughs> we are so gonna burn out that sample. <laughs> all right, so this movie 
Uh, it's about a secret society of uh, secret agents who, in World War One or after World War One, they came together to maintain peace. And Exy, our main character, his father was a recruit for this this uh, secret service who died in the in the line of fire. And Colin Firth's character felt responsible, and therefore, when Exy was of age, he offered him a chance to try out for the team. At the same time, Samuel L. Jackson is trying to take over the world and cull the herd, as it were, through uh, implants and the use of cell phones. We will get into that later. Um, and the movie culminates with Colin Firth being murdered, sending Exy off in a... Uh, fit of rage to take down Valentine along with uh, his teammate Roxy and uh, Merlin. The three of them do end up saving the world in an explosive fashion. Mm. And Colin Edgerton, or not Colin Edgerton, <laughs> Taryn Edgerton gets the girl at the end. That butthole. That butthole. Mm. <clears throat> so, where do you want to start? Um, I, I think we should start with what Shasi was talking about, the the... Uh, inspirations for this movie. Cool. So, obviously, um, they wanted to make a, a spy movie that was, like I said, the scream of spy movies. And they were very much inspired by, you know, Bond and Jason Bourne. They even call them out in the movie at, yeah. at certain yeah, points. Yeah. He said Jack Bauer. Yeah. He's, like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, you do have some moxie there, boy. And they do call him Maxie. Maxie, whatever. Um... I don't know. We got we, we we got a lot of inspiration here, um, and it's surprisingly not modern inspiration. We're talking like old school, old school Sean Connery inspiration. Yeah. God rest his soul. He died this week, mm-hmm. ninety years old for sure. So it's kind of fitting we're doing this one tonight. Yeah, I think we're off a couple couple days, but yeah. But man, yeah, no, it it it's, it totally found follows the Bond mm-hmm. um, theme. theme um, before it's, you, don't, you never really get Bond's mm-hmm. backstory, which is really cool about this movie. Exy was a, a hot and tot teenager, yeah, street um, thug, street thug who like his you know years of gymnastics. Obviously, there's some parkour in there. He's mm-hmm. a, he's very handy with his 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 body, his language, this that, and the other. Um, his his mother is dating like a leader of some said street gang mm-hmm. obviously or some some way about it i mean it's, yeah. that, that part's kind of unclear it's his, like his how much he's very much mired in that street culture dean You're, dean the yeah. Mom, the mom's yeah. he's 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 kind of stuck and he's you can tell from the get-go he knows that he's meant for better things and colin firth kind of says that to him he's like you know you got you got Given kind of said this, he said it straight up. Like you're mm-hmm. wasting your fucking existence, yeah. basically. Yeah. You know, when they sit down at the at the shop, when when the when the homies arrive, um, you know, when they're they're discussing. He so Colin Firth got him out. Uh, Harry got him out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, he was given a um, an amulet of some sort. I don't know, just a medallion, a, a charm, yeah. or something that was given to him after his father died, and he was probably close to four or five years old, and his mom said, I'm not taking this, I want my husband back, fuck you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So he's been holding on to this thing his whole life. He's been wearing it around his neck. Um, He was given some numbers, and the... The code phrase? The code phrase, which is... Oxford's not Brooks. Brooks, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets in some trouble with the law, makes his call to that... Mm -hmm. To his last saving grace, basically, because he's not yeah. going to call his mom because mm-hmm. he just fucking 
stole and crashed and yeah. went to jail against his mother's boyfriend's yeah. clique, you know? Well, I'd like to, I'd like to pause you there. Because, like, I think what we're really driving at is this movie is very much an origin story. Yeah. And if they had done... An, like, remember there was all that backlash when Batman Begins came out? And they're like, oh, Batman isn't even in the suit until, like, 45 minutes mm-hmm. in. In this movie... He's not a secret agent until like the last 40-ish minutes of the yeah, movie of a two-hour film. It's all about get, yeah. getting to that spot. And the fact that they were able to pull that off is impressive. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't rush to get him into the, into, literally into the suit. Yeah, the suit. They, they let it happen, and they had enough going on around him that he didn't have to be the superhero until the very end. Heck yeah. And that's not something that you see a whole lot in, in film these days. Can I stop you there? Yeah. Because when he's in the academy, or mm-hmm. said academy, secret service academy, trying to get to this main spot to be a Kingsman, mm-hmm. he's shown his superhero capabilities almost. Mm-hmm. Um, like the scene where they're in the um, the the bunks, you know, the, the flood, the flood, you know, yeah. where the water's rising, everybody's asleep, and everybody's like, yeah, you know, let's go to the shower, take out the shower heads, get past the U joint, <laughs> we got some air, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And he's the one who's holding his breath for like ages <laughs> right he, well it goes back to say that he was a marine he had mm-hmm. years of training in gymnastics he was supposed to be on the olympic squad out mm-hmm. of england or w- yeah where, wherever the hell he um, was spe- he was special yeah and so his he wasn't I, I think that's where it kind of he like takes the reins right there is because he was discounted as a possible agent by the other competitors recruits, recruits yeah. um, because he didn't come from the same background they they make a joke about you know, if you're if from Oxford or you're from mm-hmm. here, blah, blah. And then they joke about, you know, obviously St. Andrews, which is funny to me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he, he he's like, why aren't you guys fucking checking the door? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Let's let's not think about this like so hard. Let's mm-hmm. just get to the get to the roof. Part. Well, so, in, in that scene, you you realize that these kids know a lot about survival, but they don't know anything about escape. And they know so, nothing about streetwise. Well, think about this. Think about this. So they get their they get their air supply. What are they going to do now? They can't get out. They're just going to sit there for yeah. ages and let their and it's, their it's body Eggsy wither up. It's like we're getting an exit, and yep. he he foregoes even getting a breath of air yep. to save everybody because he's been through the training before. He can mm-hmm. hold his breath for mm-hmm. up to seven minutes or whatever the fuck it was, and you know he anchored in. Mm-hmm. And let his fucking fist do the work and realize that was a double sided screen. Punching and, with that much force underwater. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I have I have nightmares. I don't want him to punch I have me nightmares. in real life. I have literal nightmares about trying to fight off people underwater. Or not underwater, but it feels like you're underwater. You're like you're on land, but you know when yeah. you're dream state. Yeah. It's like and so he's living it. He's given a second chance and he's living it and he's 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 blast through a fucking double sided door to make yeah. to save all their asses. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's no way you can physically do that, right? <laughs> like, no, that's why I'm saying, like, out of water, I definitely don't want him to punch me. So if you get past a J-pipe in a toilet with, with uh, a, like, a hose, yeah. is there unlimited air? So that's real. That's real, yeah. right? So, because yeah. it's it cuts... The U... Yeah, so... Yep. Like you're you're familiar. Yeah. The the U is what holds that water and keeps the. It's like, just hard to think of it in an opposite sense. Like no, yeah. like the basement's yeah. like flooding, not like like realistically <laughs> the air you're yeah. breathing in tastes like shit and quite it's literally. Toxic, almost. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. you do, you can get a few breaths of air and like. 
And these guys, they all got cozy. They all <laughs> right? go, okay, yeah, we're not going to do shit. We're just going to suck this tube for fucking end of I, days. They did, like, when they first <laughs> take their breath, they all kind of grimace. Yeah. So there was the realism in this movie, despite it being, like, a fantastical story. I want to get into that, too, later yeah. as well. Well, we it, can do that now. Because, okay. like, this is the first place that but you first, see. Uh, because. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that, that realistic moment of this air tastes toxic yeah and that's exactly like you could really do this and this is how it would they taste. represent that well yeah. yeah yeah they're literally going through a pipe under a toilet mm-hmm. i mean there's shit passed through yeah. and you're probably spitting out shit chunks well the reason for that u-joint is or that uh that yeah that u-joint essentially is to keep the the septic air from getting Separate, into your yeah, house should, yeah mm-hmm. so so it's like throughout all these tests that we'll talk about throughout the breakdown it's like one, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. one or two people get cut. A team mm-hmm. gets cut. Three people might get cut. Yeah, that, like if if dude didn't punch through the glass, they'd all die. Everyone, no, <laughs> but they would have cut the simulation, and everyone would have gone home. They mm-hmm. said, "Pack your bags, everybody." Yeah, you know, what I mean, at yeah. that point, in my opinion, they should be like, "All right, you're the only one who gets yeah. to go on, <laughs> right?" No, you know for what sure. I mean? And he and he says you all failed because you lack the number one thing is teamwork. Yeah and, that, yeah, and they left this this poor girl hanging off the side of a bed. Yeah. See, I don't. I think Eggsy was the only one that was thinking about the team. Yeah. He was the one that got everybody out. He didn't think about his own lungs. Mm-hmm. He thought about everybody being able to breathe. I think yeah. like critical thinking comes into play so much in this in this thing. Mm-hmm. He's streetwise. I mean, mm-hmm. and it comes into play so much. Well, like, when they say too many breaks of glass, he's like, you've seen these double sided glass before. Like they're being yeah, a smart yeah, ass, but but like when they all went to the lives. toilets, yeah. he goes straight yeah. to the door. Yeah, and is yanking on. He's <laughs> yeah. doing entry yes. like exit exactly. ways. You know, exactly. like flows of egress. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. How can we bust open yes. the seal? Yes. Yes. There's exactly. a term I have heard so long. So yes. it's like when he goes to the door first, everyone goes to the Scooby. You're like. Dude, get over by, breathe the toilet and he, shit. And he says that I mean? like before, it's like, yeah. there's a fucking door. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he literally yeah. like says that. In the but movie. then he goes, he goes to the window and he's like, ah. He's mm-hmm, like, I know mm-hmm. what the fuck Got this you, is. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he's punching Dean in the face. This is for my dad. Yeah, this is for my mom. Seriously. And Merlin just like knowing that he's going to break the glass. I'm going to step over step here. Yeah, that. Well, he knows that that's the only way. And like finally somebody fucking came to be. Like mm-hmm. somebody jumped up out of their fucking space suit. Off their shit tube and fucking... Jumped on the agent needs to be able to solve problems under pressure. God damn <laughs> and it. He did. Water pressure. The only like the, <laughs> the only thing I probably would have done differently is like you look for air bubbles, look for where the water's escaping. Yeah. But who knows if that would have saved a are life. Are you gonna or not. say are you gonna say you're better than Eggsy? No, I'm not better than Eggsy. <laughs> I just like my old man was a Marine. Yeah. And, you know, through putting some stories together, I'm pretty sure he was also a scout sniper. Yeah, and Marines weren't the same as they are now. They were actually mm-hmm. beat to a pulp, probably, yeah. while you're... <laughs> I mean, my, yeah. my, my uncle was also a Marine during the the Vietnam, and it was not a good thing. He, he refused to talk about it. Yeah, so, like, this stuff... This movie speaks to me, because it's like, oh, man... All that stuff the dad talked about, like I, I just imagine myself being able to, like, I, I wonder if I could do this. Right. I wonder if I could, I wonder if I could make it. <laughs> and I mean, you know, maybe when we get to the second one, we can talk about what I would have done if I were Agent Tequila. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh shit. Agent Miguel. Agent I, Miguel. I can't wait to watch that one. <laughs> I can't wait. It's a good flick, man. It is. Through and through. As long sure. as there's tequila involved, I can't wait. I can't okay. wait. So secondly, I I want to bring up like the 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 be- most beautiful elephant in this whole movie. Is it the guns? Nope. It's Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. In his lift. In his in his lift. In his in his in his sideways hat. And I, I want 
You know what? I think I might. He's got. Yeah. He's I want to get this one up to chassis. He's a got bit. the fitted NY Kev. Because he's never seen this one before we started reviewing. Well, it took me off guard at first, but <laughs> I mean, by the end of it, not only is that like his character, mm-hmm. but like how he's kind of like this mad criminal in the Bond sense. Almost mm-hmm. ironically, yeah. he also like has so many inhibitions and so many like mm-hmm. things that keep him back. But like and he's a nerd, very smart. Like if a nerd became a supervillain, this is the most realistic way it would. Like a fir- his first test, like testing out the shit, people were going crazy. He's like, I don't want to look. I don't <laughs> right. want to look. Like he's like, he can't handle blood. Me, I think that's the most hilarious on. part of this whole movie, and I think it brings back to. I like, just wish he said the word synthesizer one time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he said motherfucker. Say, say it he, he, there's no, there's no quintessential Samuel Jackson motherfucker because he's not because he's not the. <laughs> I know. He's I not Samuel. I know. Well, he. Kind of is, but he's that, not a bad. That's 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 what I was getting into. Is like, it's 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 the most amazing part of this whole movie um, that he is like the super villain mastermind behind everything. But mm-hmm. it's clean. I can't see blood, or I just I just I just vomit. I just I just spew everywhere. I can't mm-hmm. see it. I don't like I don't like violence. I don't I hate violence. You know. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most like the most found hilarity in this movie mm-hmm. besides the banter and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Samuel Jackson's character is. You know, there's a point where he's he's like he's calling up Obama, <laughs> right? And he's calling him like B man, B man. Like, what the fuck is this? You know, and it's and Obama gets his head blown off in this right. movie too. Around like, oh my god! And like at the this beginning stages so of the movie, when you first like see Valentine's Samuel, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's like, they're they're developing the the switch mm-hmm. for the, whatever their weapon of mass production. Yeah. You don't know that's not quite clear yet. Yeah. But, but he's like. Dead set on having a, his handprint be the biometric. He's like, no one can control this. And his his confidant <laughs> Gazelle, who is the yeah. she's got two prosthetic legs so that are are knives, swords, or, yeah. yeah, swords, spears, swords, whatever. spears, everything you can. But that nobody seems to fucking look twice at. She's like, she like, there's meeting after meeting yeah. with her as like the as, <laughs> as the girl. Like she's serving Big Macs to fucking that oh, little down. tink tink. And like nobody even looks down. Like oh shit, you got like. Razor blades as legs, and yeah, there's a shot that, Yeah, you look, <laughs> you look like lethal. you're from Kill Bill. And a, like, she's like sharpening shit. her feet. Oh my god, <laughs> this movie is it, it's it's packed with that fucking funny bone. Well, and know? they they flat out say it like twice. This ain't that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it yeah. is. It is the the villain doesn't take himself so seriously that he doesn't recognize the comedy of the situation. Yeah, even or, as or he dying. recognizes it ironically. And mm-hmm. Is yeah, but it, it was funny. Like she was she was the one who was like just. Do a switch. Right. You know what I mean? Just on and off. And we'll get to that later. Oh, this hurts so yeah, yeah. much. Yeah. Burns his hand. I don't need that shit. That could be a fucking flip of a switch. Yeah, no. I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic about Samuel Jackson's movie, or part in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got the fitted Yankees cap. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's so it's, and then you know what the, the funny part is? That like the, he, what, what year is this? 15. 2015. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, uh, Colin Firth meets him at, at the, after they have a run-in before because Colin Firth or Harry mm-hmm. goes yeah. in to meet, goes in to meet with um, Valentine mm-hmm. and they talk about like he so you wanna you wanna give some money to my charity this that and the other and he's, they talk about global warming and this that and the other and there's mm-hmm. a lot of banter there's a lot of a uh, very clear punny, codes punny yeah. yeah exactly so and it gets even realer when they go to the Kingsman. Taylor shop mm-hmm. and like the 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 what i when i nodded to you before um room one room one's taken so there's a there's a guest in there right now trying on the suit yeah you can have room two and he said a, a kingsman never uh, one does not pop one does not pop their cherry in, in room, room two <laughs> in room two yeah yeah 
And so they go and they check out some weapons and stuff. And it comes. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, let's go check out room three while we wait until yeah. mm-hmm. room one's available. Yep. And they go to the weapons. He shows them the armory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and it's a little bit of a foreshadow about the sleight of hand of Eggsy. Yeah. You know, trying to steal a grenade. Put it back, Eggsy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's funny though, because like the leader of the Kingsman, mm-hmm. Arthur. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. We can no, we can, we can, I mean, we don't have to do this linearly. Like, let's yeah. talk about that. Like, the connections here are, like, this is the plant and payoff that we should be really Seriously, zeroing that, in I'm on. I'm glad you brought that up, because this movie is, like, completely complicit about their tie-ins. Mm-hmm. That's why I like this movie so much, is they are, this, this whole movie is very, it, it's, it's a lot of places, mm-hmm. but they all tie, mm-hmm. and they're all worth their while, and they're, they're yeah. all meticulous and calculated and mm-hmm. we've i went through and i counted gunshots and mm-hmm. and reloads and accounting for like one of the chambers and i you know and i seriously and it 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 adds to the movie and then also there, like having a having a cut on the back of the neck which which means mm-hmm. like you, you've been touched basically yeah. by you, valentine you, yeah you there's got so the many movies we've covered where it's like a guy's got his 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 machine gun with like a 30 round mag mm-hmm. and he's got like shooting for like the next 30 minutes yeah, you know right. what i mean like every movie you've ever yeah. seen is like in this one it's like they they fire like 12 mm-hmm. shots out of the yeah. mag yeah. and then throw their gun at somebody yeah. and it's not until like they like break someone's neck and take their gun that for they're sure. shooting bullets yeah. and, and, I, and actually, it's even all, all throughout the whole movie. You're totally right. And, I, and I, I'll bring up one point in this movie where I actually like was like, oh, fuck, this is bullshit. It's when he's, when he's, when he's unloading um, at, the, at the final like, mm-hmm. scene. And when but, he's shooting into the window. He's shooting into the window yeah. at Valentine and uh, um, Gazelle. Um, I was like, he's, he's easily unloaded 60 bullets there. Mm-hmm. And they... Make a point to shoot that that is that that magazine is a that it's they're a clipped together. It's yeah. a double mag, so they just flipped it over. And I was like, well, okay, well, problem mm-hmm. solved. This movie stands proper into what they're trying to get across, and I really yeah. respect the director, whoever was involved in that, because this, these fight scenes were the immaculate. choreographer was was probably yeah. Top like the choreographer to work with the director like mm-hmm. that is. I'm pretty like, sure they brought in a weapon specialist. They had least. to. They, you know, yeah, like, they yeah. had to. Uh, like the, of the movies we've covered. Like the only two he, that he yeah. exactly it's yeah. the only other yeah. one that does this, and I would say this movie probably pays more attention to mm-hmm. it because heat you're jumping around, you're, you don't have time to. They count have rounds. to though, even if yeah. they wanted to like do it as efficiently as he did mm-hmm. with this like freestyle, fast directing style. It's like yeah. you 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 have to, you know mm-hmm. if that if that's what you're going for, it's like yeah. all right, we got to step our game up for sure. Like, for sure. <laughs> because there's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's spears. Yeah. There's well and so and much, it's so much people getting their whole bodies broken into a pew. <laughs> dude, in the that's, dude, I was gonna. Dude, that's my favorite part that's of the, the whole book. That's, right, right, right. that's the dude best part of the folds. whole book. Thing. Dude just folds. He literally just shoved. I had to like, these, pause and I be know, like, dude. what are they using? I tried to look I'm it so up. Glad so you like, this up. What did they use? Like, what kind of rubber man did they build? <laughs> Yo, to, it's to like it's like it's like neck dude. neck up, back uh, shoulders down. So explain explain up. what happened. Explain what happened. I, well, so uh, I guess before I can it was the trap that Valentine set up. But I'm saying, yeah, exactly for for Henry. So there's a there's a church. It's right before it's a giant. It's pretty much like the test run and to draw in uh hairy yeah so it's the a test run church of, yeah like what uh method of, basically the westboro baptist church. exactly yeah. Yeah. fuck you westboro baptist church anyway let's party <laughs> on so it's basically that and um so <laughs> this they, they they get the call which is the call of like basically self-annihilation um but yeah. they go in because they sort of yeah but they, you, Michael Caine sets him up to go in oh, there. Oh, of course. 100%. Valentine's outside with Gazelle. Yeah. They're just like in a van monitoring it. Yeah. And inside the church, Henry's in there 
looking for Valentine. Mm-hmm. And I it's the you. hateful fucking mass that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So where before, we can't get away with saying or we never want to say it, but it is bad. Yeah, yeah. And when he gets up and leaves, he's like, I'm a homosexual yes, and a yes, whore. Yes, 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 go fucking I'm him. a Catholic, yeah. ho- uh, a, a Catholic whore, and I'm gonna go home and have. Like uh, premarital sex premarital with, sex my, with black my black boyfriend, boyfriend or yeah. something. So my black boyfriend and her and his mom's a Jew or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Valentine and Gazelle everything that they hate. I'm so glad you brought that They're up. They're surve- surveillancing that and they, they do the test run for the SIM cards and shit. <laughs> and that's when they try to kinda get Henry. And they didn't expect it to be hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But, but they didn't God get Henry. Damn. But they fucking did get Henry. Dude, this moment of silence for all the people. <laughs> No, okay. this fucking scene was the epitome of this movie. So the only way I think they could have made that church scene better is if they played Dreams Come True instead of Freebird. <laughs> instead of Freebird. Well, you know, well, I really like the shot where it was like it was kind of scanned on the camera, um, and they they brought in Freebird. It made mm-hmm. me. It literally took me to um, um, re, uh, Devil's Rejects. Yeah, literally, like it sent me there right away, mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of cool. But it's, yeah, it's a good tie-in. But Jesus, man, and they expected Harry to die. Well, and this is not not to cut you <laughs> off. I think before oh, no. we leave the church, um, this is a good spot to start talking about the cinematography of this movie. Because in a lot of in a lot of films of this vein, you'll do like smash cuts where mm-hmm. it's just there's no blend, there's no there's no pan. It's just one scene, and then they cut to another angle, and they cut to another angle. In this movie, there's yeah. so many turns and pans and three sixty shots, especially in this scene. Fine. Where it's so almost much. like there's there's POV shots at certain points, and the camera work, the planning and the blocking that went into this movie was well worth the, the money. The fight choreography. With all of Freebird. Like, yeah. right. the whole, <laughs> Throughout was, the entire movie, the fight choreography is <coughs> second to none. Mm-hmm. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a better movie with, with that can top this movie as far as the fight choreography goes. Yeah. And everything is seamless. And they slow down, they speed up, this, that, and the other. There's a lot yeah. of... And they also add comedy to mm-hmm. this guy. Like, we were talking about the accordion scene where the guy gets smashed into yeah, basically okay. nothing. But then, like, he, sh- like he shoves a, a gun through a guy's throat. You right. It's, I mean? it's just believable enough. It's mostly believable, but then there's moments like that yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is still a superhero yeah. spy. And movie. we were lucky enough, um, for the first time since we've been doing cocktail cinema, mm-hmm. Josh and I finally watched this movie together. Right. And... Um, so it was kind of a kind of a funny thing, you know, where we're like bouncing off of each other's ideas while the shit's going on. And um dude, we're counting bullets and this uh-huh. that and the other and uh we're pausing the movie to make sure shit lines <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, no. We were meticulous about yeah, this one. No, it was good. Um but there was one part in particular that escapes my mind. Damn. I was expecting the um, I'll bring it back. Like the soundtrack <laughs> from, the, the soundtrack. from the from I was expecting it to be like like the free bird was amazing, and mm-hmm. money for nothing is in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of a lull between there until the end. I don't know. I, I liked it. It's, it's all like that. I like Power how, of love. You know? Yeah, what I, mean? I like <laughs> how they tie in funk and then they tie well, they in had straight classical. The, the guy yeah. that did the uh, that did the soundtrack was was is a a DJ. It's BT. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So like they they contracted him to basically write everything, and he made so much music that they had to put out two soundtracks. No shit, huh? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I guess we could talk about it right after the that scene because it's a big part of this movie. Like after the church scene, mm-hmm. so um, Harry walks out and he's surrounded by guns um, on Val- from Valentine and 
his old lady gazelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the first time you see Valentine pull a trigger. And yeah. so he, he literally shoots Harry through the eye. Mm-hmm. Kablamo. <clears throat> and he looks back and, and Gazelle's like, oh, didn't it feel good? Didn't that first time you've done this before <laughs> didn't it feel good and he's like no it feels fucking awful it feels fucking <laughs> shitty god damn it's like well you killed you killed all these people I'm like no i didn't I, they they killed all these people they killed each other they killed they killed themselves they killed each other i they love each other. i love the list that's how that's how he he justifies it is like i just made them do what they wanted to do anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. you just and turn these, you these turn the, the aggression off and turn mm-hmm. down the inhibitors mm-hmm which <laughs> sounds like a cocktail cinema night for us. No, I turned down the inhibitors. And what's what's funny about the way they set up the villain is in most Bond movies, it's like, all right, this guy wants to blow up the world. We don't know why, just because. And uh, in this movie, like, Valentine has a point. Yeah. Like, yes, global warming is a problem. And there's mm-hmm. probably, we, we need to deal with how there's, you know, 8 million people on Earth. We need to figure out how to take care of them. Mm-hmm. His solution is the villainous part. His, his The problem is not what makes him a villain. It's his solution. Right. And, and that's the <laughs> ultimate justice at the end, too. Yeah, exactly. It's because it's like, what ends up happening is all of his fucking funders who are in the bunker, who are hiding away, waiting for this moment to so only the millionaires are left. It's like, yeah, it's all, like eat all, the rich. All, it's yeah, like exactly. they, yeah. every one of the rich. The, every it, one of them it's, fucking. It's, it's all. It's all the head of countries. It's all the the, the people with money, and they all mm-hmm. sit there and and they want to have a party out of watching <laughs> this shit go on. And then the most glorious scene in the film is the ju- is the justice for that, where everybody's mm-hmm. heads turn into fireworks. Oh my goodness! So that head for justice. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know, like it, it mm-hmm. took them a long time to do this kind of stuff, but. Wasn't that not like one of the most glorious um, scenes that you've ever seen on any action movie, no matter what? It's amazing. I mean, it, like, you, you don't think of it because the movie's super close and tied together and very gentle, gentle, gentlemanly, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, until booty holes on the line. And then, <laughs> good point, dude. And good then point. Head start exploding. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, I'll be right back, bitch. And yeah, no. Seriously, the, this whole movie is. So well put together at the beginning, the middle, and the end. And then you don't expect this, like, there, there's so much stress that's going on between Exy trying to be, you know, a, a Kingsman to live up to his father's standards. To, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, you can feel that. And, the, and then the, the music that comes in sometimes, it makes your, your stomach get tight. And, well, mm-hmm. well let's talk about the ending then, too, because that's like we said before, we were talking about Samuel. Valentine put he was dead set on having his hand be the trigger mm-hmm. for for yeah. to to arm the weapon of mass destruction and right? that's his downfall and we talked about him being like sick to watching people die and Greg just alluded to him Fosman here said that you know when he when he killed Harry mm-hmm. he was he felt he felt terrible you yeah. know what I mean and he tried to turn Thank the you. whole event into a huge party to play music yeah <laughs> and then and also I mean that 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 feeds into uh, that fan theory yeah yeah so like Fosman said this right before we started and it blew my mind just like all of no his guests just like all of his guests mind blew but say Valentine's had had such. He knew these people were, were going to be around him if some of them died, right? Mm-hmm. Say he didn't want to see blood. He would like put something into these SIM cards to do the fireworks show that yeah. you saw when... when oh. 
Yes. <laughs> Heads yes. are exploding left and right. Gold. Yes. Blue. And it, at green. this point, like you're, you're yeah. watching this film it's and you're like, finale. Exactly. You're watching this film and you're like, oh my god, yeah. I've been waiting so long for this. This is so amazing, you know. So if he like made it so when their heads it's explode, comical. it's not blood. It's like it's a blue, colorful yeah. cloud of you know. It's like a fireworks show. A little then. bit of everybody's got a mushroom cloud yeah. over their head, and it's like now he it's might like be able to deal swimming. with killing all these people so much easier. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is like it, it, it. When when the director does it, it's like a visual effect. Mm -hmm. No, so good. But it's like you're not watching this on TNT. They're not editing this. No, no, there's not, a yeah, reason. Exactly. Yeah. Like after you watch yeah. a million people die just now in the last scene, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, this is no blood. This is Valentine's creation. Right. Yeah. I thought that was super dope. Did oh, they shout awesome. out the, the the massacre? <laughs> right. Like a new a, well, a new and massacre. Let's 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 point <laughs> let's let's point to that moment. So, basically, every world leader has just had their mind blown, including. Well, not including, but they're all on bait as far as Arthur, I'm mm -hmm. alluding to. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, let me no, say yeah. real quick. Mm -hmm. I was, during the fight scene with uh, Eggsy and Gazelle, mm -hmm. it's like I was looking around the room because they cover that whole area yeah. and it's just everybody's dead bodies there. Mm -hmm. They and, left them there. They didn't and move. I got yeah. say, yeah. dude. Their heads are, and I was looking and it was like Samuel's fitted Yankees cap. Yeah. There, it was. It must have been like Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, or somebody with the Yankees. Yeah, no, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. I saw that for sure. Yeah, with the Yankees jersey. Right when they pan, they pan yeah, the whole Yeah, but like room. Jeter's yeah. in a rolly. You know yeah, what I mean? I was yep, like, yep. all right, that's either A Rod or Jeter right, right. there. Boom. It's got to be. Yeah, so yeah, all the world leaders are dead. <laughs> what happens now? Um, I gotta go fuck a butthole. <laughs> I mean, in the world, like everybody's been oh, murdered. Yeah, I guess. If you, you get know? me out right now, I give you more than just a kiss. Oh. <laughs> Is she queen of the world now? If you save the world. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's people in line to take over those positions and stuff. Um, but. The movie is it's still playful. You <laughs> I know. know what I mean? I know. Give me a like you said, it's a it's a comic book series. Or, it's, it's our or, job to point out these yeah, problems. Oh well, yeah. of course, for sure. Um, but I I also want to bring back one. I know we're we're kind of getting towards the end, but I wanted to talk about one point where his um, his co 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 Kingsman is Roxy. Yeah. Um, and she makes the call to his mother to say, "Lock your kid in the bathroom," mm -hmm. and put the key underneath the door because yeah. it's going to go nuts. Just trust me. Just trust me. Mm -hmm. And this motherfucker, I'm sorry, not motherfucker, but his mom, <laughs> his fucked mother, his, his, his fucked mother <laughs> is, is sawing down this goddamn fucking door. It reminded me of, we it's went like, back to shining. Shining. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Shining. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, I, like I said, Josh and I watched this movie together. I'm like, dude, this girl, this girl is in for some world of fucking trouble. It's like Dexter watching his mom get murdered. <laughs> right. I, I I couldn't get over. It. I'm like every time, the whole time towards the end of the movie, I'm like that that poor little girl mm -hmm. is watching his watching her mom fucking desecrate a door and try to kill her with a desecrate a door <laughs> with a giant fucking cleaver. Right. You know, I don't know. It's one of those things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, you catch certain things that stick in your brain during a movie. Yeah, especially after seeing it, you know, a few times. Minus the butthole scene, you start to you start to pick up on stuff, and it's. <laughs> He's on point tonight, boys. So uh, I also wanted to I got bring, my notes here. I wanted to also bring back a point that Josh made to me. Can we talk a little bit about um um Mark Hamill's yes point in this movie? So Mark Hamill is in this movie for one reason. So in the graphic novel, there is a character named Mark Hamill. And it's kind of drawn to look like Mark Hamill the actor. Professor Arnold. Right. So in the movie, he, he, he signed on 
to play a character who was him in the comic book as kind of a, a wink and a nod to those who follow Mark Miller. Which is, is cool. Like, that is absolutely straight up, straight up uh, Mark Hamill's way of doing things. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's the Joker. He, he goes out and does Joker stuff because it's fun for him. He likes to engage with the fans. And this is one way he can engage with his fans. Like, oh, I was in this comic book. Well, now I'm going to play me in this movie. Him and Patrick Stewart are doing those DoorDash commercials mm-hmm. now. You see those on YouTube? Yeah. It's like them those. like playing like air hockey or some shit. It's just like a Star Trek versus Star Wars thing. But it's like those dudes cost like the two most. Yep. Like <laughs> imagine being able to afford both those dudes God. for a fucking DoorDash commercial. I lo- like <clears throat> Mark, Mark Hamill's not making a goddamn thing nowadays. He's sitting are back. you kidding me? I'm not saying he's not making a goddamn thing. I'm saying the royalties, yes. I'm saying I would love to. I think they nod to Samuel Jackson as well when he says earlier in the movie, he's like, you don't think that I could, I graduated from MIT and I've started this business and I can sit, <laughs> sit back and collect my fucking funds? That's exactly what Mark Hamill's doing, right. you know? Well, that, Mark, that Mark Hamill's still, still active. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he, Mark Hamill's one of those guys who acts because he loves acting. And he he's kinda, a terrible he, actor. No, he's not. No, he's not. Maybe, I, maybe in, the no, first, not. in the first Star Wars, he's terrible. <laughs> I mean, but he learned. He, he grew. I mean, in, in Star Wars, he was, that what, That dude's 21? getting a check every time he steps on Star So is, 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 is Princess Butthole... Lip, is Princess Butthole, is she Princess Leia? No. <laughs> no. Is actually, is actually Luke Skywalker? <laughs> I what, think he might be. What kind of fan theory sites have you been frequenting? Dude, I'm, this is my own brain. It might be twisted <laughs> as such, but, you know, I They're like We I want dabble. them to think it's about James Bond. And it's j- inspired by James Bond, but really, it's another, inspired by Star Wars. This is something I learned from, uh, what is it, Zach and Mary make a porno. Han and Leia never had no sex. That's true. They Dutch ruddered. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. But no, they had I to mean, keep the heat on. There's a bunch of stuff it's that I have questions about about this movie. Um, the movie is pretty straightforward, and you know we were, we've Josh and I have seen this movie several times mm-hmm. over, and I, I knew this movie front to back pretty much. Yeah. Um, but we were trying to skim it because we were short on time. And we realized that there's no skimming points. This movie, yeah. this 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 timeline, and the way the movie moves, um, it's not that easy because everything goes into every. It's a part. perfectly there's paced no, movie. There's really Great. no scene that doesn't correlate mm-hmm. to something that exactly. happens later. Well, like we were talking about, plan yeah. and payoff. Like to get. Have you guys ever seen like a, a movie storyboard? Yeah. So they have they have the scenes like set up like a graphic novel, but sure. then on the next board, what they have is the themes. And then they'll tie them all together so it looks like, um, like if you've ever done like audio recording, it looks like that. Like where a transient got, yeah. file, yeah. It looks, and it you looks can like adjust that. things mm-hmm. linearly that exactly. makes sense for your storyboard and kind of a broad, yeah. And Master they, they did the it mix. so perfectly in this movie. Yeah. Agreed. That you can tell they were meticulous about that process. I, I the truly... next movie we're going to cover does the same exact thing. <laughs> and that's what makes that. But this sure. is actually a good movie. <laughs> This is a great movie. No, I, movie. Uh, I, I. Final thoughts for me. Um, this has become one of my. Uh, one of the movies that I judge other movies on. Mm-hmm. Um, as mm-hmm. far as um, story plot, character analysis, um, mm-hmm. timeline, and movement of the movie. This is a two-hour and ten-minute movie, and it mm-hmm. moves like an hour, like a ninety-minute yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even even shorter than that an hour mm-hmm. it, it's the movie moves so fast and so great that you can you get a you get a taste of every character mm-hmm. 
I mean, the relationship between between uh, Exy and his mom is is huge. It's um, not overdone and it's not exactly. underscored. And they and they and they call back all the gangster shit and, yeah. and it's been done. I, this is, I dare I say, some of somewhat of a masterpiece of filmmaking. This, I these, mean, yeah, modern day these, shows. These yeah. the, the the fight scenes are completely believable. Mm-hmm. Well, to a point. Um, I'd say completely is fine. Yeah, they uh, fill in the but, gaps for what wouldn't yeah. be believable. It's like, I mean, this dude's like he's not right. going to throw him forty meters. Exactly, but, still, but they they still. tie together to where it makes sense as opposed mm-hmm. to just like, yeah, modern day instead of yeah, getting thrown away. I mean, I it, think yeah, I it's I think, what, it's I think it's one of the best modern day action films that ever, has ever been made. It's a lot. I, of, it's a lot of fun. I would take it even further. And it's and a lot of fun. Like yeah. my my final thought on this is just Kingsman, the the first Kingsman movie is a touchstone and a hallmark for the next generation of spy films. This takes everything that has been built before and it molds it into something new. And it like this movie is not Jason Bourne. This mm-hmm. movie is not James Bond, but it draws back to both of those because things while still every, being its it own. Has, you're, you're totally right. It has drama. It has comedy. Mm-hmm. It has action. It has a love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a beautiful love it scene. It is two love stories, one between a man and his dog and one between a man and his princess's <laughs> yeah, butthole. Right. If you save the world, we can do it in the asshole. I gotta say one time before we we can conclude completely is how the fuck is Marlon not watching that sex scene through his glasses? He's a gentleman. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect <laughs> shit, dude. Even gentlemen, we've we've discovered that He's gentlemen a have a oh, gentlemen yeah. have a soft side. For, yeah, my for buttholes. My final thoughts: everything you guys said, plus the directing, stood out to me the most. Yeah, and. Uh, Michael directed uh, Layer Cake 2, mm-hmm. which had Daniel Craig before he was Bond, mm-hmm. and with his love and like how much he, that's not even a spy movie, but kind of mm-hmm. how he portrayed Daniel Craig. It's like, yeah. I think he set him up for so much success to yeah. be the next Bond, exactly. and like how his say. love for it and his like his mm-hmm. ties in, into the, like like the the British scene. Like, yeah, for you don't really for, know for you know writers and and filmmakers, upcoming you know people in the industry. This is, this is a masterclass in how to get it right. This yeah. is a masterclass in how to make a spy movie, an adaptation. Like you don't, especially comic book adaptations, get a lot of flack. Yeah. Like you look at any, any comic book movie, you look at, you know, especially the stuff Zack, Zack Snyder does, which is, this is the closest tie. Zack Snyder gets a lot of shit because of the way he does his movies. And Matthew Vaughn here, he got it right. Mm-hmm. And I think he got it right by uh, casting uh, Taron Egerton. I agree. Um, the the guy's a stud, you know, stud nice. completely. Yeah, I agree. Good looking dude. Good looking you know, dude. Surrounded by we, good looking broads. We got uh, and we scissor got scissor sisters. We got three good looking dudes that need to do some plugs though. God, I'm so good looking. You are. You are. This not as good looking dude, but still all right <laughs> in his own right is Josh Price, and you can find me on Twitter at the Price is Right three one two. You can find me on Instagram at the Forgetful Writer three one two. You can find our articles, our upcoming video projects, anything else we've been working on at thepriceisright.com. That's the underscore price underscore is underscore right, W-R-I-T-E. We do have, as I said, some video stuff coming up. Uh, I have a pilot in the works, and I'm working on a couple of other scripts, so keep your eyes open for our YouTube channel. We've got a couple of other shows on this channel, including the Fozcast, where Fozzy Man here does some excellent interviews with people with perspective and suburbanite insight where we just talk about topical things and topical things. topical things 
hey man, I'm gonna beat you to the punch. Josh, tell us about your book. <laughs> what book? I'm gonna, I'm Dude, gonna you wrote this. a book? I'm bro? gonna do this until this guy gets old. I beat you there. I beat well, you, dude. I need to hear about this. <laughs> All right. I am a published author. Good job, Josh. I wrote a, I wrote a book. Uh, it was published in uh, what year is this? 2020. So, summer of 2019. Yeah. It is a, published in the future. It was a young adult yeah. uh, fantasy novel, first in a series. The book is called Reaper. The series is called The Gatekeepers. You can find it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, anywhere online. You buy your books in hardcover, paperback, and ebook. And I should be hearing from the publisher any day now about uh, you know our e- our uh, audiobook plans because that was that's coming up in 2021. From if what you I'm don't, told. give me your name. Give me his <laughs> name or his number. up. No, I'd, I would like to shout Greg out Zimbal House. Really Greg quick. wants his name. Like, Zim, Zim, Zimbal House Publishing is who I went through, and if you're uh, a, if you're an author who's 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 struggling, you know, getting your first book out there is difficult. Definitely look them up and, uh, and, and talk Zimbal to House Evelyn. wants to talk uh, talk endorsements. Yeah. you can do that as well. Evelyn, fan of the pod, <laughs> give me a ring. All right, all right. Fozzie Bear, you can find me at the Fozcaster on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, obviously, we're doing our thing. We got a lot of stuff coming up. New Year, Josh has talked about, and we're just gonna keep grinding away because we're uh, we're loving what we do, and we love you too. I one more thing. I did forget the Patreon, so I never forget. That. <laughs> I was the, about to set you yeah. up with my plug, and I was gonna lead <laughs> was into like, that just because I, I saw. I it. forgot. Like That's I, the last it, thing it, I, it yeah. dawned on me. <laughs> Um, we do have a Patreon if you'd like to support us directly and uh, get your hands on some of our exclusives and bonus episodes. And uh, like I said, that, that video pilot that I'm talking about, that's going to be a Patreon exclusive, along with a couple of interviews and stuff as far as podcasts go. You can find us on patreon.com at patreon.com slash the price is right. And uh, join the team. And now, <clears throat> master of the mix. The master. <laughs> Asshole. You guys can find me at Shazzy Got Bands at Twitter. B A N D Z. Watch this guy on Instagram too. He's he's all right. You don't. He's very humble about it. But Shasti is a phenomenal photographer. (laughs) He takes good shots. And we're gonna be seeing a lot more of him come this new year. So stay tuned. And we're all pumped for that. In case you didn't know, all the music that we use in. This particular podcast is produced and often written and performed by Shasti himself. So check out him and the people he works with. They're good folks and they Amen. make good music. Amen. Give him a slow clap. Say goodbye.